0: welcome to global outpouring
1: i'm philip buss and i'm sharon buss welcome to our podcast today there are lots of things out there that are trying to get you enlightened about this and about that but we want to talk today about genuine enlightenment The Apostle Paul, in the book of Ephesians, talks about how delighted he is that the church of Ephesus was pressing in to know God, and he's, he's talking in the in the first chapter, we talked about it last week, about the superabundant grace that is already powerfully working in us and releasing within us all forms of wisdom and practical understanding. And then he goes on. To pray a prayer for the Ephesians, and we can receive this same understanding and receive this uh, the 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 value of this prayer for us. And as we study it, I think you're going to find that this is uh, just full of really exciting revelation. That because that's what Paul is praying for. Um, Philip, which version do you have there that that you want to maybe read this, this prayer that Paul has?
0: This is the Amplified Bible. So in verse 17, For I always pray to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation, of insight into mysteries and secrets, in the deep and intimate knowledge of him.
1: Yeah. Knowing him. Yes, That's really what it's about. He's praying, looking at it in different versions, that the Father of glory, the God of the Lord Jesus Christ, this is, this is in the Passion, that the Father of glory, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ would impart to you the riches of the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation to know him through your deepening intimacy with him. He's the father of glory, so so that makes us children of glory, right? Amen. <laughs> and and last week we were talking about about uh that that we were predestined to be adopted by him and, and and it would be to the praise of the glory of his grace.
0: Amen. I want to look at the word breath for a minute. And that word uh spirit is breath, that's pneuma. And and you, you can see pneuma in different things. You know, there are companies out there, pneumatic. That means air, pneumatic. And you'll see tool companies that will have the word pneumatic in it because they're air tools. And if you take your car in to have any work done on it, they're going to use an air wrench to take uh, the lug nuts off to get the tire on. It's moving air at a high velocity. Mm-hmm. That's how you get your tires off. And if you have a big truck, a semi, you need an air tool that has a lot more, you know, when I want to say horsepower, it's PSA, pounds per square inch. And so now you have the Holy Spirit. He's breathed into the disciples. You yeah. um, know, and I want to look at that. That's in John chapter 20. And this is when Jesus appears to the disciples. You know, they've been hiding you know, all this time. And uh, and so he comes in and he appears before them. And in verse 20, he shows him his hand on his side. And in verse 21, Then said Jesus to them again, Peace or shalom be unto you, as my Father has sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive the Holy Ghost. And so he breathed on them, and maybe they didn't feel anything happened at that particular time. And then when you go on into book of Acts, and when the Holy Spirit falls on them, and he comes in fire, the Spirit. You know, he this, came
1: by wind, right? It was the sound of a rushing, mighty wind.
0: wind. Yeah, so here's this. And,
1: and it's the same word, isn't it? Wind.
0: Wind and spirit. Pneuma. Wind
1: and spirit and breath are all the same word, Numa.
0: Pneuma, yeah. And, and so you have this uh, high velocity of the Holy Spirit coming down to pounds per square inch, which was off the scale of anything oh, yeah. anybody's ever seen, out of the throne room of God, onto the heads of the disciples, and everybody's watching there. You know, it's just a powerful thing, you know, that that's came down. And, and so this spirit of revelation, and when Peter, you know, and then Peter preaches his first sermon. I mean, it wasn't uh, how many days since where he denied the Lord three times. And so now here we are just 40 days later about, you know, Jesus is taken up. But before he's taken up, so he breathes on him. He breathes his power and power into them. And so on that day of Pentecost, when Peter preaches his first sermon, he's not timid anymore. You know, he Peter, and when you look at his life as in the natural, as this, This rough tough fisherman you know i'm i'm you know he's the first one to stick his foot in his mouth maybe but (laughs) um but but so here he is the power of god falls on him in the same way his personality is you know the press the power of god falls on him and he just cuts loose and preaches a sermon you know where you you know you've crucified the lord of glory and they say what hope do we have and says repent and they were all convicted, 3,000 people. So the Holy Spirit was there to convict these people. So that's what's that's what happens when the Lord breathes on you, his power breathes on you. Yes. Whatever your calling in your election is, make your calling in election sure, that he will prepare you and he equips you for what he has for you to do. If he doesn't equip you for something, you don't want to do it. You know, you don't, you don't want to try it. You don't want to go there. You don't want to do anything he's told you not to do. You know, when you have that nudging of the Holy Spirit to go here or there and, and you feel a check in your spirit, as we would say it, or in your knower, your Holy Spirit knower, don't do that. You know, you don't hear an audible voice. Some people do, but it means don't do that. But that's because the Holy Spirit has breathed on you
1: mm-hmm. and
0: he's in you. And he's there to help you, to lead you, to guide you. Hallelujah. But we have to have that ear to listen.
1: That's true. That's true. The, the prayer is that the Father of glory, our glorious Father, may give unto you that spirit, that, that pounds per square inch or whatever it is. <laughs> <that> PSI. PSI. <laughs> that whoo, of wisdom. You know, sometimes we just need to have Him breathe wisdom into us because we don't have it. We no. if if we if we don't get it from Him, how much wisdom do we really have? And and what good is earthly wisdom? Yeah, I
0: mean, you can have all the Bible school training you can get, but if you don't have the Holy Spirit breathing on it, that's right, it's not going to be very productive.
1: That's not to say you shouldn't go to Bible school. Yeah. That's that that is to say that you should. Use every tool you've got with the Holy Spirit. You know, the Bi- Holy Spirit do it. Bible
0: school equips you with the scriptures, you know, and your yes. teachers are trying to impart into you, you know, the, the wisdom of the Word of God and that. But you have to get the pneuma of the Holy Spirit yourself.
1: Yes. I mean, yes. you have
0: to pay the price, whatever that is, in, uh, in order to receive everything that He has for you.
1: And one of the best ways to, to get there is by praying in tongues. So yes. you have to have the baptism in the Holy Spirit first so that you can receive that Holy Spirit and and let the Holy Spirit operate through you and pray through you so that it will it will increase your wisdom, it'll increase your understanding. So this this uh this prayer is asking that that the that the father will breathe his wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him he's asking the father to really introduce himself to us and you know the father is so vast that you know it'll take all of eternity and and we'll still be getting to know him more it, we we've heard it said that the angels that are uh, around the throne singing holy, holy, holy to each other. I mean, they're they're like one sings it and they, uh, they uh, another one answers it, and it's because they're being overwhelmed by some new revelation of our Father.
0: Hmm.
1: Isn't that beautiful?
0: Yes, yeah, see that.
1: It, But he he wants us to know him. It's about an intimate knowledge of him, deepening our intimacy with him continuously. You can't stop. You can't, you can't stop moving forward. It's like, it's like being on one of those um, moving sidewalks in the airport. If you get on it going the wrong direction, you have to really keep moving the right direction or you're going to go backwards. And, and that's the way life is because the, the fall of man, the agenda of the enemy is to keep us from moving forward. So if he can keep us from moving forward, we're moving backward.
0: Yeah, as many times, even in our walk, we might take a couple steps forward and then take a step backwards because we just kind of fell off the path.
1: Yeah, the faster you get back on the path, the better. Yeah. That that is the true sign of maturity is how fast you get up when you make a mistake.
0: And that's kind of what happens if you fall off a horse.
1: Yeah, you got to get you back get on.
0: back on the horse, and you ride it. Right. You, know, you have to get back on, but and you're gonna hurt. What happens if you? I, I fell off a horse one time. I was riding with my brother. There were, I don't even think there was a saddle on it. I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> and the horse went into a trot. And we're just a couple of kids, you know, maybe. Didn't, 12, and didn't know anything about riding, 11, right? 11, 12, 13 years old. And I looked up ahead, and it's just not a gallop. It's a trot. And we're looking. Here's a tree branch coming up ahead. So I lean over one way. My brother leans over the other way. And we both fell off the horse.
1: <laughs> to keep from being knocked off the yeah, horse.
0: And then the horse stopped. Oh well, that after was we good. fell off was very nice of them, but, <laughs> but you got back on. No, I didn't get back on the horse, <laughs> and that's why it was the last time you ever rode, right? <laughs> no, it wasn't the last time I ever rode, but I haven't had good experiences riding
1: horses. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to keep getting back on. Yeah, so spiritually,
0: you know, when you take when you take a hit like that, the you know the devil just knocks you with something. It's just like it's just getting the word. It's like thy word have I hid in my heart that I will not sin against thee. When you have the Word of God in you and the Holy Spirit breathes on that and makes it alive in you, you can get back up and get to where you were going.
1: Amen. Amen. So going on with verse 18, it says, "...the eyes of your understanding being enlightened or being flooded with light, that you may know what is the hope of his calling." And what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints or the, the holy ones? or How does it read in the Amplified?
0: It says, By heaven the eyes of your heart flooded with light, so that you can know and understand the hope to which he has called you, and how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints, his set apart ones.
1: Yes, and he's the one that makes us holy. Yes, He's the one that makes us holy. We're not holy except that he makes us holy, but we have to know we are holy. We are set apart to him. He paid the price, and our life is not our own anymore, as if we ever really had it as our own. We we think we have it as our own, but (laughs) it's really not our own because you're going to serve somebody. And this uh, idea of the eyes of your understanding, that, that word understanding is your, your intellect or your mind or even your imagination. The Passion Translation says, I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination, flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of His calling. That is the wealth of God's glorious inheritances that He finds in us his holy ones he's well, made us holy he's set yeah. us apart and he wants to flood yeah. us remember in in the ironic blessing it says the lord bless, bless you and, and keep, keep you, you. The, the lord, lord make, make his face, face to shine upon you and, and be and gracious unto you, you. The, lord the lord lift up, up his countenance upon you and, you, and, and give you his, his peace, peace his shalom but the lord make his face to shine upon you. So when his face shines upon us, I mean, he is light and in him is no darkness at all. He is light. He is the source of our light and he has made us the light of the world. We're, we're his body. And and He's when his light shines upon us, it enlightens our understanding. We continuously need a deeper understanding, a deeper intimacy, a deeper revelation of him, and the hope of his calling. He has called us. He has set us apart. He has given each of us an assignment. But our assignment isn't isn't nearly so much about, you know, I think of George Washington Carver, and and he said to the Lord, show me the secrets of the universe. And the Lord said, little man, I will show you the secrets of that i've hidden in a peanut cuz you know the the secrets of the universe is way too vast for you but he had a calling to to show us what's in the peanut but but it really wasn't just that because he did so so much more than that but that's what he's remembered for it's not so much our assignment about where we're going to live what we're going to do what we're going to say so much as it is our assignment to let his kingdom be born in us and let his spirit be operating in us so that whatever we do, we are doing it to the praise of the his glory God. of his grace. Yes. Uh-huh.
0: In the King James, you know, it reads, The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. It's just like, eye hath not seen, ear has not heard. For
1: to Neither those, has it entered into the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for them that love him, but they're revealed by the Holy Spirit.
0: Yes, amen. And so when we can line up with his calling, it, because when, when we are walking, we're walking in our own understanding, we're walking in the way we want to do, and that's the way it was when before we were believers. Mm-hmm. We're doing our own thing and, and try to do well. We can. And like even for myself, you know, I was always small in stature. I mean, I'm I'm taller now, but I was a 96-pound freshman. And so I didn't go out for football. (laughs) (laughs) I guess not. I excelled in ping pong. (laughs) Of course, you don't get a trophy for ping pong, but it was something that I could do well. And then bowling. I put my everything into bowling and then into performance racing. You know, trying to find fulfillment because, you know, I'm I'm trying to prove myself. Mm-hmm. But who am I trying to prove myself to? You know, and when I look back at that, it's a power thing. Mm-hmm. We want power. We want power to do this. We want power to do that. And when we have our own will, we have our power to do those things. But when we meet the Lord Jesus Christ and we get more of his understanding and it doesn't happen overnight, you know we get saved you know in the moment thank you jesus our sins are washed away but the understanding of the moving of his spirit and just the, the mysteries of the kingdom is a process right you know it's like going to bible school you know you don't you don't uh, get uh, fourth year bible school the first year right you know you got to learn some foundational things and that and then you go on to the deeper things and and the way, that's the way it is with the with the spirit of god yeah, you know, we have a visitation from God. We get the Holy Spirit, but but we deal with this flesh nature. You know, with our, our soul realm. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where that's where the problem lies. I want to do it my way. Yes, you know.
1: <laughs> and and the power thing. You know, God wants to show us His power. Yes and it's so much better than the power that we were trying to have verse 19 talks about that and what is the this is this is more of the revelation he wants us to he wants to reveal to us what is the exceeding or incomparable greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power how does that read in the in the uh, amplified
0: and so that you can know and understand what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his power in and for us who believe as demonstrated in the working of his mighty strength.
1: So, so there's two different words for power here. And the first one is dynamis. Uh, some people pronounce it dunamis. I think it's uh, the Greeks would say dynamis. And that is where we get the word
0: dynamite.
1: dynamite. You know, because it's a big blast, right? Yeah. But you can al- you also get the word dynamo. Mm-hmm. And that's and and it's power that's continuous i I think that that even in modern Greek, they use the word for electricity. Mm, okay. that's you know that's the power that comes into your house is dynamis. It, it it's the the power to accomplish something. It gives you what it takes to get something done or to to run something. The second word for power there is Kratos, which means strength or might and it denotes the presence and significance of force or strength rather than its exercise so it's like potential power mm-hmm. you know that the power is there it's like it's like meeting some uh, somebody that's great big in a dark alley <laughs> you know that there is power there without him having to exercise it <laughs> Uh, so he wants us to know that that he has this great exceeding power to get things done and it's toward us that believe according to his mighty his his tremendous the, the power that he that and then you go on to verse 20 that he accomplished in christ in the messiah when he raised him from the dead now what kind of power is that Wow. That's big power. Yeah. That that overcomes death. Mm-hmm. That is power. Because, you know, death is the final enemy. Mm-hmm. But this is the power. He wants us to know the power that he used to raise Jesus from the dead because Jesus was the firstborn among many brethren. he We're all going to be resurrected. And that same power that raised him from the dead raises us from the dead.
0: It quickens our mortal bodies.
1: That's right. And we can walk in that power now. There's there's lots of people now these days that have pressed into the power of God to the uh-huh. point where they're raising the dead on a regular basis. Uh, I, I haven't gotten to that point myself yet. I've, I have experienced it once or twice. But, but um, you know, it, it's God's power. Yeah. And it works through us.
0: I remember on one of our tours, one of the members of this group, you know, it was a tour group, probably on the way to Israel, they're on the way home. Mm-hmm. And she dropped dead on the sidewalk going to get on the bus. And uh, and Sister Gwen said, Nobody's going to die on one of my tours. And <laughs> she just, you know, laid hands and just prayed life into her. Called her back. Called her back. And the, the lady later said, I was just out there and I was going toward this bright light. And I heard you calling me back, and she went back into her body. Yeah. That's that's dynamis power. Yes,
1: yes, it is. it is. It is. It's the power to get something done. Yes. Hallelujah. So he wants us to know that power that he wrought in Christ, that he worked in Christ, that he exercised in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places— Where is this located? Far above all principality, all power or authority, and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age or this world, but also in that which is to come. How does that read in the Amplified? Read read 20 and 21. Okay.
0: Which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly places far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, above every title that can be conferred, not only in this age and in this world, but also in the age and the world which are to come. That's right. Amen. And And he has put all things under his feet and has appointed him the universal and supreme head of the church. A headship exercised throughout the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. For in that body lives the full measure of him, who makes everything complete, and who fills everything everywhere with himself. Yeah. the whole earth is filled with his glory. Yes, where where is that? That scripture is it? Um, and the whole earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord.
1: Yes. There's, there's actually two different ways that it's said in the Old Testament. One of them says that the earth shall be filled with the, with the knowledge, knowledge of the glory of the Lord. And the uh-huh. other one says uh, the earth is filled with the glory of the Lord. So, so
0: just because you don't see it doesn't yeah. mean it's not there.
1: Right. But, but we're living in the age when the knowledge of the glory of the Lord is coming to pass. And that's what this portion of Scripture is really all about, that we will know him. And as we know Him, the more we know Him, the more we recognize His glory, the more we understand, and and His power begins to work in us. That's the revelation that we're to walk in. We're to walk in this enlightenment that enables us to be His light in the world.
0: And when this mighty move of God, you know, that has started, you know, when, it is, when it is just taking, going to take over everywhere. And the more of the Holy Spirit in us has equipped us to operate in what God wants to do. Because when the Holy Spirit falls, even in previous revivals, and it was the one in the Isle of Lewis, I believe it was in the 50s, and and the the people were nobody prayed for them. I mean, they're out there in their houses and and the lights are popping on at night. This is after the after the meeting when the Holy Ghost was was poured out. And these are people, they weren't in the church. And these are sinners. And the convicting power of God hit them in their houses. Mm-hmm. And they got a call from the police station. Please come. There's people here. They're rolling all over the place. They're so convicted of their sins. and Come and, and pray them through. Pray them through. And the same thing when Jonathan Edwards preached Sinners in the Hand of an Angry, angry God. We were in that church yeah, I was in uh, Connecticut. Was it was it Enfield, Enfield Connecticut? Enfield, yeah. Connecticut. Yeah, we we were there, and and, and you can read, it, you know, you can read it because they they spoke in a monotone voice back then. Yeah. Da, 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 I want you to hear this. Da da da. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, full of exuberance, <laughs> but the but the anointing was so powerful because people had prayed through that, and and back then the. The seats and the aisles, they had numbers on them, and people would, this was my seat. You know, mm-hmm. this was a very this was a very kind of controlled thing. You may want to say it that way. But when the Holy Spirit hit, you know, people were out of their seats. They were hanging onto the pillars in fear of falling into hell. They'd say, I, I feel like I'm slipping into hell. Mm-hmm. And that was the Holy Spirit, and they never forgot that. So when you have an experience with God, you won't forget it. And I, it was uh, some months back, and, and I was having a dream one night, and I was, we were under the deck of a ship. I was looking out a, a, a porthole there, and I saw a water spout. You know, and water spouts don't always move real fast or anything, and, and they're like a small tornado. And I watched this one that was kind of coming at us. I thought, yeah, well, it'll blow the chairs off the deck of the boat and move them around. And all of a sudden, this cane thing just came in like, like lightning. And when it hit the boat, I just felt myself going in the air in this, like a this immense, you know, like wow, you know. And and I woke up, and it wasn't a fearful thing. And and um, and we were riding home with um, Bobby, Bobby Connor. Connor. We just picked him up from the airport, and I mentioned this dream to him, and and he says that says, what you're encountering is, a, is, is the Holy Spirit just being outpoured. You know, mm-hmm. it's just going to explode. And I thought, wow, I want more of that. You know? Amen,
1: <laughs> amen. That's what, that's what it's all about. God wants us to be enlightened in knowing Him knowing him, knowing him intimately, knowing him personally, becoming so well acquainted with him that we walk with him like Adam and Eve walked with him in the garden, where there's this open communication and this knowledge of his love. I was reading in Dean Braxton's book, In Heaven, this morning, and he had this experience where he he died and and went to heaven He and the doctor said he was really, really dead for an hour and 45 minutes. It wasn't just, you know, a, a near death experience. He was really, really dead. And
0: he's one of the few people that has documented the yes. death That this, this He was long. really, really dead. So it wasn't a near death experience. Right. He was really, really dead. Yes. yes.
1: And he talks about how the father is love and he is light and he is life. And, and how Um, only the redeemed call him father. Everyone else calls him the word. The word said. I I was overwhelmed with that. But he says that the father loves us so much that it's like every time you take a breath, he's saying, I love you. The very Mm. air that you breathe is His love to you. He says there, there, there isn't any other reason for the heir to be here except that it's for the purpose of showing you that He loves you. And He wants you to know Him like that. He wants us all to have an ever-deepening experience with Him, an ever-deepening revelation and enlightenment of Him that the eyes of our understanding, the eyes of our intellect, our, our imagination will be lit up they'll be flooded with knowing him and the knowledge of him and and the knowledge of his power that is toward us it's for us that same power that raised up Jesus Christ from the dead is there for us to show us that we are his body in the earth and he's filling all things he's he is all that's important And He wants us to be equipped and prepared as He's about to pour out His Spirit so that we will be able to engage in this great harvest that's coming in the the global outpouring. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread the good news of God's global outpouring. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, connect with us, get a link to our Facebook page and our YouTube channel. You can browse our online bookstore for amazing anointed material. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with his overwhelming, loving presence.